Welcome to a bonus episode of the Encourage podcast. We love sharing new books with you. And today, Encourage community manager Becky Keefe talks with one of our favorite authors. Listen as they have a conversation that's sure to encourage your heart and learn more about a book we love. Hi, Encourage. I'm so glad you're here on the podcast today. This is Becky Keefe, and you are listening to a bonus episode of the Encourage podcast, where we talk about books that we love. And today we are talking about what I hope is the book that we all love the most, the Bible. Um, we're going to be talking about um, a special Bible, and we have a very special guest with us today, Ellen Wildman. Hello, is that how I say your last name? Yes, that's right. <laughs> Wildman. Um, Ellen is the product manager of Bible Publishing at Dayspring. Yes. Um, welcome to the show, Ellen. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I love talking Bibles, so I'm happy to be here. Yeah. So we're going to be talking today about the brand new Inspire Illustrating Bible, Yes. Um, which is so cool and beautiful and meaningful. Um, but I would just love our friends just to get to know you. I've had a chance to meet you a couple of times in different states, right? We met in Tennessee. We met in Arkansas. Um, but tell, but tell our friends like who you are. Like, what do you do? What is your life like? Yeah, for sure. So my passion is really for everyone to know that they're a theologian and that they can study and understand the Bible. And so that has led me to study the Bible in undergrad and in postgrad, but also in my full-time job, I really work with the Bible every day, um, making resources and Bibles that help people to dive deeper into the Word. So for this in particular, that meant working on the Inspire Illustrating Bible and doing what we call storyboarding, which is basically skimming the whole Bible (laughs) and finding instances of faith, hope, and love to call out so that all the features are tied together in this Bible and people will be able to delve deeper into faith, hope, and love as they study this Bible. So it's really, really fun. It's also kind of a a weighty job because you're, you know, studying the Bible every day and you're praying that other people will take these Bibles and be able to grow closer to God. So very exciting and very uh, big, it feels like. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because anytime when we handle scripture, whether as authors or teachers or just, you know, teaching our own children or sharing, you know, in, um, in a small group or something like that, like it's the word of God. And obviously right. we want to handle it well. And there's accountability for the way we, we understand and, and handle and handle God's truth. Um, and the good, the good news is, is that when someone picks up a Bible, wh- whichever Bible it is, um, they will encounter the living God. So like that, like right. the transformation, like it's, it's, it's God's spirit, right? It's, it's the power of, of who he is coming through those words. Um, but totally. Dayspring as, as a publisher and you, um, as, as the product manager for Bibles, what I hear you saying too is that like, you're also trying to create an experience where someone can really pick up God's word and engage with it in a unique and meaningful way that is accessible to their everyday lives, right? Yeah, exactly. And I think that's what is so fun about 
being in the Bible publishing industry is, you know, there's so many Bibles out there, but each of us is looking for something different. And each of us is a different person. So we need different features or different ways to study the Bible that helps us to grow deeper. And so our focus for this Bible was really for the creative person that either is a Bible journaler or perhaps enjoys like Bible coloring, creating in their Bible. And that is a way that they can connect with God, um, which is unique. You know, not everybody has that or enjoys that, but we wanted to meet those people where they're at so that they can grow in their relationship with God. Yeah. That makes me think of, of, of my sister. Uh, I have two, I have two sisters and my oldest sister, Annie, from like the time I was little, like she could just color like so beautifully. And yeah. I would, I remember, you know, and like hand letter. And when I was like in high school, I never wanted to like make my own like like ASB election posters myself. I'm like, let, let, let Annie do it. So, um, I think that, yeah, some people have that, have that gift. And also like the way that, I mean, God is a creative God and he made us with creativity. Um, and so sometimes that comes out through, yeah, through engaging with his word in a creative way. So tell like, like, so explain it. Like, like what is the Inspire Illustrating Bible? Yeah. So the first thing that really sets it apart is that the Inspire Illustrating Bible has a center column that's open, which I know that's kind of like Bible speak, but basically a lot of Bibles are double column, which means the text is in two columns or single column, which means the text is just one big column on a page. Um, Right. And this one has two columns with a center column that's open. So that center column could be used for journaling. It could be used, like we said before, um, to create with watercolor, pens or markers. And then about every other spread, there's also a coloring element. So there's beautiful designs, over 300 designs throughout the Bible. And all of those connect with faith, hope, and love. And we actually had uh, 13 illustrators and designers that work at Dayspring do all of those designs. So they created them all in-house. And that's what really makes it unique. It's beautiful artwork that you can interact with. And there's some people that I think will just want to color and interact with those creative pieces that are already created. And then there's mm-hmm. some that will also want to create their own. So there's like a few different paths you can take in the Bible, depending on which way you express yourself best. Right, right. Um and so when you talk about faith, hope, and love, obviously that is a theme. Yes. Themes that run all throughout the word of God, but it's specifically rooted in 1 Corinthians 13, 13, which says three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. Mm-hmm. And this Inspire Bible, by the way, you guys, I was reading from the NLT, the New Living Translation, and that's the translation that this Bible um, is available in. Yes. Um so, Ellen, I'm curious, as you worked on this Bible and, you know, pulled out, identified places all throughout Scripture from from Old Testament to New that that speak into the fact that, like, faith, hope, and love are available to us in God, in Christ, what did— what what did you learn? What was that journey like for you personally? Yeah, that's a great question. So, it was actually— a really formative experience for me. I think when I first had the idea of faith, hope, and love, I thought automatically of like those word art pieces or t-shirts or, you know, I've seen it used a lot of times in Christian culture that didn't necessarily connect with me. And Mm -hmm. so I was a little bit wary of 
the task of being able to find instances of that throughout scripture. Because, you know, it's easy to find that in the New Testament, but when you get to the minor prophets or to numbers or something, you know, right. it seems a little more intimidating. But what I realized is that faith, hope, and love is obviously present throughout the whole Bible. And it was really encouraging for me to see that that faith, hope, and love is something that people in the Old Testament and New Testament really clung to as they face struggles, as they face difficult things, or as they face triumphs. It was a theme for everyone. And that was encouraging to me because I felt like I could apply that to my life and say, okay, I'm just a normal person. I have laundry I need to do. I have, you know, too many things on my calendar. I have emails I need to answer. But I can ground all of those things in faith, hope, and love and be able to connect to that because Jesus is there anchoring me throughout it all. So it was a really powerful experience for me and helped me to realize that faith, hope, and love is not like a cheesy saying. It's something that we can apply to our real everyday lives. Right. And I feel like sometimes as Christians, like there are things, especially if you have been around Christianity or grew up in the church, like there are these these words, these sayings that yeah. end up feeling trite because they are used so often. But when we get down really back to the basics, right. we're like, it's, it's not trite. It's, it's deeply true and it's deeply transformative. Um, what was a place, like, let's talk about the Old Testament. So, yeah. like, what was the place where, where, like, a, a, a story or a moment in scripture that you identified as, um, as kind of a significant marker of one of these three um, attributes that you were like, oh, I hadn't thought about it that way before. Yeah. So one of the biblical characters that I have really been focusing on lately is Deborah. Mm. And I never thought of Deborah as a pillar of faith, hope, and love. I just always thought of her as, you know, she's a powerful woman of God. She has, she's a judge. She has a lot of authority. And I focused on that. But then when I went back and read the story, it just, I mean, it seems obvious, but it dawned on me anew that she had such significant faith in God that even when the leader of the army came to her and said, I'll only go if you go with me, she was mm-hmm. like, okay, I'll go because I know that God is going with us and God is with mm-hmm. us through that. And so just seeing stories like that, that I've heard before, or I've found meaning in before in a new light and seeing how mm-hmm. they are connected to faith, hope, and love was really powerful for me. Um, I think also Hagar stands out to me, which when she goes, she runs away and she goes to the well and God said he is a God who sees and he sees her. Mm -hmm. That's always been a special story to me. You know, we all want to be seen and we all want to feel like others see us and God sees us. Mm -hmm. But that is an element of hope to feel like Mm -hmm. I might not feel seen in my circumstance or my job or at home, but there's a God who sees me and I have that hope that I'm seen by him. Um seeing stories like that in a new light that I hadn't before really helped me as I did all this work for the Inspire Illustrating Bible. So that was special. Yeah. 
And I love how, you know, that verse in First Corinthians, it, it points out that the greatest of these is love. And I've thought about that, like, well, why is love greater than, than faith or greater than hope? Like, well, one, I, I, I think that they're all interconnected. Right. But when I think about times in my life where my faith has wavered or hope seems lost or mm. bleak, um, that, God's love remains and it is God's love that helps reignite our faith right. and our hope. And, um, I, I was thinking about that in the story of, of Elijah and when he is fleeing for his life and he gets to this broom tree and he just like lays down and he's like, I just want to die. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm, I'm done. God, like. I have been your prophet. I have done all these amazing things for you. But even, even as someone who was like anointed by God to like be a prophet, like he still, he lost faith. He lost hope. Um, and I love that like God's love was so practical. Like what mm-hmm. did he, what did God do? He was like, here's some fresh bread and some water. Like right. have a snack hydrate and take a nap. Like, right. <laughs> right? I'm like, that's what I need. I need someone to feed me and remind me to drink my water and like to like tuck me in for a nap. Yes. Um, but, and it was after that, that then Elijah had the faith. He had the hope. He had the love inspired strength to carry on, to do the next thing. Um, and so I just want to, you know, if, if someone is listening today and you're thinking, well, Faith and hope, yeah, like I don't there's not a lot of hope for in this world. Like mm. I feel like I've I've been holding on to faith and where has it gotten me? Well, maybe today you need to focus on the fact that like even in the midst of whatever you're facing, like God's love remains steadfast. Right. Um how have you seen that in your life, Ellen? Ooh, that is a great question. I think that being someone who is passionate about theology and really wanting to see people, especially women, understand that they are equipped and empowered to um, study the Word of God. I learned that because I experienced God's deep love for me as someone who is more intellectual, Um, Mm. which might sound kind of weird, but I always growing up thought women could not be intellectual, could not enjoy study in the same way that men could. And that especially translated for me into studying the Bible. I felt like, I don't know if I can understand this by myself. I'm intrigued. I'm interested. I have questions. But is it okay for me to delve Mm -hmm. into those questions or those concerns? And is it allowed in a way? And the reason I came to a place where I could embrace my intellectual side and I could embrace my love for theology was because I saw that God loved me so much that he made this Bible full of wisdom for me and so that I could grow in a thriving relationship with him. You know, the Bible Mm -hmm. is a history of our faith. It's not all personally applicable to my struggles, but it is also um, there for us to understand God more and grow in relationship with Him. So that love that I found in the Word and in studying His Word helped to energize me and motivate me um, 
to tell other people about it. That's why I want other people to understand that they can study the Word of God because I encountered His love in the Word of God, even in the, like the Old Testament or, like I said, in examples of Deborah or Jael or Ruth, um, seeing that there are women in the Old and New Testament that were moved by God's love and motivated by by that really was life-changing for me. Hmm. What is your favorite part of the Inspire Illustrating Bible? Ooh, that's a hard question. <laughs> well, on a kind of surface level, I love the cover. If you haven't seen the cover, it's uh, it's just beautiful. It's like a really pretty green and it has flowers and some oranges. And I just think it's really unique. And I, I love that about it. But I think uh, one of my favorite other parts is the reading plans. So I know we've been talking a lot about faith, hope, and love, but there's a reading plan for each of those things, faith, hope, and love in the in the beginning. And each day in that reading plan will take you to an illustration throughout the Bible on that topic. And so what I like about that is if someone is buying the Bible and thinking, I need more love, I want to understand God's love, or I really need hope, or, you know, I just, mm-hmm. I want more faith, you can focus on that in particular, um, which I think is special and will help guide you through the illustrations in that thematic way. And as a very logical person, I enjoy a theme. I enjoy a plan. I like an organization. (laughs) So I I like that. Well, I appreciate that too, because I think about, you know, people in my life who maybe have never really studied the Bible on their own. And it can feel intimidating to be like, ah, where do I start? So I love a reading plan because it's such a great just framework to say, here's a, here's a roadmap. It's not the only way to read the Bible, but it is a way. Um, but, but likewise, if you've been walking with Jesus for years, for decades, sometimes it's nice too to just have a different way to go about approaching scripture and approaching your personal time of of reflection and study. And so I am definitely a fan of Bible reading plans as well. Yeah. And um, I think that um, something great about this Bible too is that whether you're creative or not creative, you can interact with this Bible. You know, there's a lot of Bibles that they have empty space or they have uh, ways for you to interact with like your own coloring or hand lettering. But like, I don't know how to hand letter. I don't know what I would draw. <laughs> right. So the great thing about this one is that step is already done for you. So if you're creative, you can add to it or maybe use a different medium to color in the illustrations and you are still able to make it your own. But if you're less creative like me and you're just wanting to express yourself in a different way when it comes to the Bible, you have that already there for you. So you can break out the colored pencils or the crayons and you don't have to have that step of like, what do I draw when it comes to the story of David? That's already done for you. You can just meditate on the story as you color it in. So it's great for people that would consider themselves creative and people that are wanting to find, like you said, a different way to interact with the word um, that they might not have done before. Right. Yeah. And it it is beautiful. I I don't have one yet, but I want one. And I can see myself like, I'm a creative person in a lot of ways, but not necessarily like, 
fine arts. But like, I can totally see myself using that, that middle open space to, to journal, to write notes, to write, you know, my personal reflections. And then, um, how, how just relaxing and meaningful would it be to turn on some worship music, to grab those colored pencils, um, and just have some like, just that quiet, reflective time to, um, to just think about the words that you are coloring or to meditate on a particular verse that was meaningful in the passage that you read that mm-hmm. day. So yeah. um, what I always yes. like to say to people is like, there's no one blueprint for quiet time. It's not like you have mm. to sit down, you have to have your journal and your like special pen and your Instagrammable little corner, you know, quiet time is really just spending time with God. So it could be going on a walk. It could be, enjoying like go, doing some exercise it could be turning on a faith-based faith-based podcast while you're cooking you know it looks different for everyone and that's what i like about the inspire illustrating bible is it's another way to spend time with god in a way you haven't before maybe and maybe i'm hoping that some people will even realize this is a really fruitful way for them to connect to god and grow their relationship with him hmm Ellen Wildman, I'm so grateful for you and for the work that you do. And it was so fun to get to chat with you. Friends, again, we've been talking about the brand new Inspire Illustrating Bible that is available at dayspring.com. Um, this week on Encourage, um, Ellen has an article all about faith, hope, and love. And you can see some interior photos of, of the Bible, as well as the beautiful cover. And that will be linked in the show notes. Um, um, and Ellen, you are also an author in your own right. Um, tell our friends about your book real quick and uh, where they can connect with you. Well, sure. So my first book is a 90-day devotional. It's called Single and Not Sorry. So for all my single ladies out there, if you know someone single, it makes a great gift. Uh, you can get that on dayspring.com or Amazon. And then I'll have another devotional coming out in June of 2024. So stay tuned. And you can get all the updates uh, about that and just life but as a Bible publisher um, on Instagram. I'm Ellen underscore Wildman. So let's connect on there. Friends, may you go forth today in God's unwavering faith, hope, and love. And when life does feel shaky, I pray that you will remember that the greatest of these is love, and that is God's love for you. You are so very loved. The Encourage Podcast is brought to you by Dayspring. For over 50 years, Dayspring has created quality cards, books, and gifts that help you live your faith. Find out more at dayspring.com.